Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Energy Newsbeat Daily Stand-Up here on this gorgeous Thursday, December 1st, 2022. As always, I am your humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas. Riding a solo show today, Stu is currently driving in the car. We wish him well. But as I said, the show must go on. So I've got a really quick show for you guys. We're going to cover two high-level stories. Goldman Sachs um, still sees oil prices at 110. Ha! We'll cover why I don't necessarily agree with that. The first shipment of Russian um, fertilizers actually en route to Africa. I think that's a critical story for, for agricultural security, which we'll cover. Also, we'd be remiss not to talk about Fed Chairman Powell's comments of decreasing rate hikes, which is going to be, which the market keyed in on tremendously, seeing the S&P up three full percentage points, NASDAQ up four and a half percentage points. Didn't necessarily have the biggest boon on oil prices, but we did have an EIA print of about 10 million barrel draw, which drew markets up tremendously. Um, Currently, oil is trading at 80.40 right now as we record this the night before here at about 7.02. So great day for oil prices, a pop above that 80, 80 barrel mark. On the NAT gas side, we did see some weakness. I'm about over these weather models, but I'll cover all that and a bag of chips. But first, guys, as always, check us out online, www.energynewsbeat.com. The best way to get all of your energy news. Stu does a great job of curating all of the top level news from an energy holistic perspective, geopolitics, what's going on politically in these countries that's going to affect energy security. And we've seen energy policy be extremely, extremely important in these last couple of years and he does a great job of putting it all together, blend it in with the oil and gas news that I make sure is piped in every day. And in my opinion, you have the best energy news website on the planet. So check us out, www.energynewsbeat.com or check us out in the bio. But enough of the pleasantries. I want to start with this Russian fertilizer story because I think, you know, amid this entire energy crisis, there also is this pending food crisis that really comes down to a fertilizer crisis. About 50% of the world's fertilizer, I think it's 50, yes, as much as 50% of the world's population depends on fertilizer, specifically nitrogen and phosphorus grown, this fertilizer grown in Russia and Ukraine. And that trade has basically been locked down because of the war. And it's really been an unsung aspect of what's been going on in this pretty crazy um, war that's going on right now in Ukraine. And so what this article talks about, the title of it is First Shipment of Russian Fertilizer en Route to Africa. Um, according to the Dutch and United Nations officials, some 20,000 tons of nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium left on board the MW Greenwich from Dutch or from the Netherlands all the way down. The shipment, which was headed to Malawi via Mozambique, is the first in a series of exports destined for the countries in Africa. And quote, according to Antonio Gutierrez, who's the spokesman for the UN Secretary General, said it will serve to alleviate the humanitarian needs and prevent catastrophic crop loss on the African continent, which is currently in planting season. You know, 
And again, fertilizer is critical to agriculture. If we can't grow enough food, we can't feed everybody. And I mean, I know it's hard to think about sitting in the United States, but there are people all over the world that grow their own food or grow food that was planted only miles from them, or they're in a community-style agricultural village. I mean, these places exist heavily, heavily across Africa, and making sure that there's adequate fertilizers so that everybody can have an opportunity to grow crops is critical. And so, yes, I do think it's it, it, it it's dicey when you start talking about buying things from Russia right now, but if there was ever something to buy, I think it's fertilizer, and especially, and, and that's another reason why this invasion of Ukraine has been absolutely devastating, because a lot of it is also grown in Ukraine. Obviously, Ukraine is not cranking out fertilizer right now, obviously. Obviously. So <laughs> it's 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 sort of locked up this fertilizer trade. So it's great to see this fertilizer getting there. It's I know it's going to come in handy. We got to talk about Goldman Sachs here. Title of the article: Goldman Sachs sees high probability of OPEC cut. Okay, geniuses. I could have told you that. And the other, the rest of the title goes and expects oil prices to hit hundred and ten dollars a barrel. Okay. Their quote is, OPEC and non-OPEC producers are going to go to convene in Vienna. They're going to decide the next phase. Jeff Curry, global head of commodities at Goldman Sachs, said that the medium-term oil outlook for 2023 was, quote, very positive, and the bank plans to stick to our guns with $110 uh, a barrel Brent crude forecast for next year. He, however, acknowledges that there'll be a lot of uncertainty ahead. So um, he's he's obviously trying to pair his stuff. But you know, basically what this article goes over is the, the, this meeting in Vienna, which I thought was virtual, but I guess now is back on in Vienna, which is taking place December 4th. They're definitely going to come out with a cut. There's absolutely no way they do not come out and cut oil production on a daily basis. I mean, they, I, I know, especially when Wall, uh, you know, a week ago, the Wall Street Journal came out and decided to say, hey, they're going to raise production. And then uh, three hours later, the OPEC had to come out and say, no, we're actually not doing that. And we're going to, and then three days later, the Iraqi oil minister came out, which we covered on the show and basically said, hey, we're going to balance the markets as we see fit. Well, that's code for we're cutting and we want oil prices up. So I, I'm 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 not disagreeing with 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 Jeff Curry, global head of commodities um at Goldman Sachs, but you know, they were saying it was gonna be 120 this year. So, you know, I, I don't know where he's acknowledging in this paper that, oh yeah, I would thought it would also be 120 by now. And we're sitting at 8059. So, you know, they'll obviously obviously never admit that their forecast was wrong. But you know, we, we can sleep soundly at night knowing that Jeff Curie, global head of commodities at Goldman Sachs, and the entire Brilliant minds that work at Goldman Sachs think oil is going to be $110. Not mind you, they thought it'd be 120 by now. So, I mean, yes, obviously there's a huge contradiction there, but, but, but forget about that. Just think about how much fun $120 oil would be. Be fun, wouldn't it? I think that's how they think. They just, well, 120, that'll be fun. Balance sheets will look good. Well, sure they will. Sure, $120 oil looks good on a balance sheet, but I digress. Let's move over to finance. I said we keep it quick and I'm going to stick to it. As I mentioned, Fed Chair Powell, uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell came out today in some prepared remarks and basically said the Fed is getting ready to lowering the amount of increases to the interest rates or slowing the growth rate, which the markets reacted to tremendously. As I mentioned at the top of the show, 3.1% increase for the S&P 500, 4.58% increase for the NASDAQ. 
stack. So, I mean, absolutely great day. Crude oil was basically, was up to about 82, 80, or about 81.50, but has since uh, fallen back down to 80.50, but still settling um, way above the $78 mark. And that was off the back of a great EIA print. And let's dive into the numbers right now. On the domestic um, commercial, excluding the SPR, we saw a 12.6 million barrel draw all the way from 431.7 million down to 419. And that's to go along with a 1.4% um, or 1.4 million draw in the SPR, meaning prices, you know, and the, the more oil that gets, you know, the more those stocks get drawn, the more oil prices are going to get pressed up. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the EIA um, numbers continue to shake out. This was obviously much higher than the S&P predicted yesterday. So I think it's why you saw such a violent reaction um, when these numbers dropped at 930. So it it's it's been a you know otherwise after the initial pop we had a little bit of a, of a fallback right now I'm looking at the chart right now then otherwise the day's been fairly choppy on the nat gas side we're just fighting weather models I, I I hate to say it but that's really what's going on you know the balance in the market right now is oh it's going to be maybe colder in this winter oh it's maybe going to be warmer this winter but the overlying sentiment is. We're going to be low on natural gas. Freeport opens up. All of this natural gas is now going to be starting to be exported to the world. Our prices rise. That's still my thesis, regardless of how these weather models look. In the short term, it's pulling us down. We're currently trading at 7.04 right now. We were all the way up to about 7. Um, the high today was 7.40 even, and now we're back down to 7 even. So you can see how violent those swings are. But uh um, I think overall, the bullish pressures on natural gas exist a lot more than do on crude oil. I mean, I, I, I don't see crude oil getting above 90, 95. I think that you're never going to see domestic production here in the United States continue to creep up. I think at some point, $90 oil balances every single OPEC budget. They don't necessarily need $110 Brent, but... And they can continue to pump decent amounts of oil and again, make insane amount. I mean, Saudi Arabia, we saw Saudi Aramco's earnings. It's unbelievable what 85 plus dollar oil does to these companies. So I don't necessarily think they need to just keep cutting and cutting and cutting to bring it up to 110. I mean, maybe there's some countries like Venezuela would like to do that. And now that Chevron's getting them back into the game, but even Chevron, that's not going to be the dynamic there. So I think to see that oil is going to be up at $110 is a little bit of like, oh, this that would be fun. Yeah, it would be great. I would love oil prices go to $150. But do I think it's going to go to 150? No, I don't think that. I think that's going to be realistic, and we have to use strip pricing and understand all of these different things. So that's just where I, I get chuckled because no one, no one's going to say, "Well, you." No one's going to ask Jeff Curry, "Well, didn't didn't you have oil at 120 now?" Well, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, but there's no but. Just you did. So well, we'll see. Trust me. I will hold Goldman Sachs accountable for the. If nobody else in the planet will hold Goldman Sachs accountable for the oil price forecast, it will be me and it will be this show. I think there's no better way to end it. I don't really have anything for my one big thing. If I was if I was going to venture into that space, I would say it's going to be very interesting to see what the the, the natural gas draw is out of storage today. I'd expect a, a pretty big number, probably in that 60 to 70 uh, BCF range. But I do know a place where you will be able to view all of that data very soon on the Oil & Gas Energy Newsbeat dashboard, which we will explain more about in the next couple shows. I'm going to leave you with that teaser I'm whispering because it's it's important, and I think you should check it out at dashboard.energynewsbeat.com. And with that, I'm going to let you guys get out of here. Start your day. Thank you for letting me come in and annoy you for a little bit. For Michael Tanner and for Stuart Turley, who's absent, we will see you tomorrow.
Today's episode of the Energy Newsbeat podcast is brought to you by Inveris. The energy industry faces massive challenges every day, and the events over the last two years have caused huge disruptions like never before. Companies in the energy industry need actionable intelligence and a single source of truth that brings all the data together. Inveris is the energy specialized technology partner that provides intelligent connections for a global energy ecosystem. Only Inveris has the analytics, people, experience, and industry scope to connect the right data and information in the right way to discover missed opportunities and deliver fast outcomes. Find out more at Inveris.com. That's E-N-V-E-R-U-S.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.